Blog Talk Radio. Turn on the light. Save the world from darkness, yeah. Turn on the light. Won't you please, my friend, yeah. Welcome to the Turn on the Light broadcast with Bishop Lex, Freeman, and Ann Butterfield. We are the Ephesian Pastors at Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International Church in Stockbridge, Georgia. Our co-founder is Archbishop Bishop Lex Smith, and our senior pastor is Oshabar Hartman. And his lovely wife, Lady E. We are so glad that you have tuned in. We are going to show you a God that will bring you up. So call your neighbors and call your friends. Call Lottie Dottie and everybody. Tell them that the Turn on the Light broadcast is on the air. Tell them to dial 917 388 4161. And while you're getting your neighbors and your friends, here's a song just for you.
Come on and raise a hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the highest praise, and truly God is worthy of the praise. He deserves it all. He is worthy of it all. Hallelujah. We bless him. We raise a hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our melody is the victory. Our melody gives us the victory. When we praise God, depression can't come in. Uh, 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 bad thoughts can't come in. We need to raise a hallelujah because God deserves the praise and the honor and the glory. Because the Bible says, let everything that has breath, praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. So everybody, every everything that alive should be praising the Lord. They say when the robins sing a song, uh, he is praising the Lord. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, if the robin can praise him, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Because Jesus uh, came down to this world, died for us, rose, and he's coming back again. So we got the right to praise God, give him all the glory that's due him, because truly God is good. He woke us up this morning, started us on our way. Amen. Fill us with joy, peace, uh, protected us all through the day, brought us back home safe. Hallelujah. In this world we're living in, if you leave out your home and come back safe, oh, my God, that's enough to give God praise. Hallelujah. You can be in even in your home and, and, and be killed. And, and so, so anytime that you have breath to breathe, thank God. Hallelujah. We can't afford at this day and time to take nothing for granted. We have to give God praise. No matter what's going on in our lives, he deserves the praise. <clears throat> so we welcome you to the Turn on the Light broadcast with Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield. So excited that you've tuned in tonight or even at a later day. We thank God for you, you, and especially you. We are Sister Pastor of Light World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia, located at 583 Highway 155 North. Hallelujah. And our co-founder is Archbishop Ruth W. Smith. Hallelujah. And our senior pastor is Pastor Oshibar Hartman and Lady E. Hallelujah. And they're doing a fantastic job. I think it's been about a year, almost a year now. Uh, He's been our uh, senior pastor. We thank God for what God has been doing. Thank God for the teaching, the teaching, amen, and the leadership. Amen, that he is exemplified before us. So we thank God. We bless his life. We thank God for his four girls. Their four girls. We thank God for uh, 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 the oldest one is getting acceptance for colleges now and everything. So we thank God for their, their, their whole family. We love God for our church family. Thank God for everyone that's uh, under the uh, auspices of Archbishop Drew W. Smith, Light of the World, all over the world. Hallelujah. We thank God for them. We pray, God, that God will continue to bless them, that they will be desired to spread the word of God and advance the kingdom of God throughout the world, because that's our assignment in these last and evil days. We thank God tonight for another opportunity. We thank God that we had an opportunity today to share in um, uh, uh, Faith in Blue, which is an organization who is uh, uh, led by law enforcement who are trying to uh, collaborate and come together and be one with the community yeah. because uh, we know that during this day and time we have police officers doing things uh, mm-hmm. that the community and we have a uh, community doing things to, to law, law officers. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we come together mm-hmm. as one because those officers are people too. Mm-hmm. They're human beings just like us. 
They uh, breathe, they bleed, and they die. And they have a soul to be saved. They are just like you and I. And so uh, their desire is to go home at the end of their shift. They don't. And 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 uh, to to commit murder is 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 the officer who wants to do that intentionally. He is not well and should not be on the force. But the majority of the officers want to go home, and they don't want to uh, kill anybody because that leaves a psychiatric impact on their lives for the rest of their lives. And so uh, don't don't believe that officers just want to kill somebody. No. Those one who's, who's trying to do that is yeah. not well. <laughs> they need help. Yeah. And so let's pray that God would uh, get them help, where they would seek help before it be too late. So uh, we thank God that we have an opportunity to share this morning, amen, at Red Oak uh, uh, United Methodist Church in uh, Stockbridge. Uh, we thank God for our pastor being there. And we love God for all the pastors that came out and shared, the police department that came out, law enforcement. We saw a helicopter. We saw, uh, saw the troopers and, and all that. And, and we just thank God that those are, uh, many of those that were there today uh, uh, that I spoke with are, be- are believers, and they're, they're Christians, and they're, they're, live, they're uh, uh, excited about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And one uh, uh, state trooper told me uh, when, when they took uh, 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 God out of, out of things is when sin really uh, and all the problems just came up. And so he said, we need to make sure we put God back in the schools, put God back in our kids. He said, because this generation is so much different from the generation before. Amen. But we thank God that we have the weapon. We have the antidote. Hallelujah. Which is the word of God. And so we want to share the word of God to whoever comes. And we thank God for Let's have an opportunity today. One of the questions that the community asked uh, was that the, the police department has a mentoring program, and so we were able to get up in front of them and show them that we have a mentoring program that's alive and well. And so we we shared with that, and hopefully uh, we have some people who come through um, wanting to use our our program because it's it's high time now for us to reach out to these young people. And don't let them go by the wayside. Because Jesus said that this is the kingdom of God. <laughs> Except you be as a child, you will not see the kingdom of God. And so uh, our job is to reach them and show them uh, Jesus. Give them the word of God. We pray that God would uh, uh, have opportunities that we are praying in our schools, send our children uh, covered with prayer. And we pray while they're in school. Amen. And mm-hmm. so we thank God for that. So we had an opportunity today, mm-hmm. and we know that uh, we're going to be doing this on an ongoing basis uh, with faith and blue. Amen. Impacting our community and our law enforcement. So we thank God. We praise God for all that he's doing and doing with us. We ask you to continue to pray for us in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Tonight we are uh, going to be blessed by uh, uh, a word uh, from uh, Bishop Ann Butterfield. And the topic is, what are you grieving over? What are you grieving over? And the text is Romans, the ninth chapter. So get your Bible and go to Romans, the ninth chapter. And I bring to you none other than Bishop and Butterfield. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, yes, we did have a a good time out uh, today. And we just give God the glory and give him the praise for giving us a heart and a mindset to even do that, and our pastor, um, 
was willing to go, even though we all had a busy schedule at our own church today, but it's worked out fine for us. So we just want to give God the glory, give him the praise, and give him the honor for what he is doing um, because um, there there are a lot of things that are going on uh, in the world today um, in, in our lives, you know, concerning jobs, concerning money, children, families, and uh, relationships and, and all of that. And, and it, it just, uh, even in our church, we have different things that are going on that can cause, uh, cause us to have grief because of maybe a loss or someone sick uh, or whatever. A lot of things can cause us to have grief. Um, you know, your family um, is, is, is not doing well or um, people um, may not befriend you um, like they should, um, may not love you like they should, or you may not love people as you should, but there are so many things um, that we can grieve over. And so tonight um, we just going to do a, a short and brief a message tonight, and hopefully those of you that are listening in tonight or those that are listening in at another date is, will be able to uh, help you along your journey uh, that you are traveling uh, because this life is a journey, and we have to live this life. But God has given us a roadmap. He has given us instructions, and then Jesus said that I would not leave you comfortless, but I would leave the Holy Ghost uh, to comfort you and to lead you and to guide you along this journey. So we need to know that we are not alone. And it's very important that we we know that we're not alone. But a lot of times we grieve in our spirit because sometimes we feel like we are all alone. And really, actually, God has given us the comforter to help us to know that we are not alone, even though we may be in a room full of people, but you may still feel like you're all alone. But God wants us to move from that particular mindset to a mindset that uh, we have enough. We have enough, but not only we have enough, but we are enough. Uh, God wants us to have great self-esteem, and if we don't have self-esteem, then that things can be kind of detrimental to us as we go through uh, these times in life. It is very important uh, that we understand that God is the healer, that God knows everything. Also, we have to understand that when God tells us something, and we're going to talk about that, when God tells us something, then it is something that is going to happen. I mean, God is not a liar. He tells the truth, and he will tell you exactly uh, what it is that he's going to do. But you may grieve because of the fact that you did not want to wait on God. A lot of times we abort things uh, simply because we don't want to want to wait. It, it don't look like what it should be in your eyesight, and you're looking at it from a natural perspective instead of looking at the spirit. A lot of times we are in the natural and not in the spirit, even though we talked about this in Romans uh, at our noonday Bible study. Sometimes we just think that we 
uh, doing something right when we are dead wrong. But the scripture even talks about a way that seems right into a man. We'll leave that man into destruction. Man, female, boy, girl, lead you to destruction. So that is the word of God. We need to know that that is the word. Which, if it's the word, then we could find ourselves in these places. But God wants us to um, be in a better place than that. But also, God knows everything, so he knows hard head, and he knows that, and he knows exactly what we are going to do and what we are not going to do. And uh, he appoints us, uh, even in our mother's womb, he appoints us uh, to do a work. And it's a matter of coming forth and seeing what God wants us to do and begin to follow that. Time we may go through uh, different situations, which will cause grief that um, I'm going to share with you concerning the fact that it is in the Bible, and Paul did go through grief, and I want us to know that it is possible to go through grief. There's a lot of people going through uh, grief, but God don't want us to be burdened down. He don't want us to be burdened down. If we burden down, then that means that something is not clicking just right uh, the way God wants them to be. And uh, we are living more in the flesh than we are living in by the spirit and in the spirit. Uh, so, therefore, we have to uh, sit back and uh, look at God and read his word and study his word and pray and fast and seek his face to find out what it is that we need to do in order that we can live a prosperous life. I want you to know tonight that God wants us to be happy. He wants to be happy. He also wants us to have peace because he said, uh, peace he gives to us. And he gives us this peace and do not uh, expect for us to allow the world to take that peace away. And I, I do want you to understand that peace is not so much about you feeling good or thinking that everything is just hunky-dory. Peace is concerned the fact of you've got situations going on in your life, but you are still trusting God that God is going to work it out. And so, therefore, you don't, you don't be uh, grieving as much. You may be grieving some, but you don't be grieving as much. But God wants us to be in a place where we are not, not grieving. So in um, Romans, uh, the ninth chapter, and uh, we are going to be looking at a couple of verses uh, there in the ninth chapter. Um, our subject matter tonight is what you grieving over. What are you grieving over? There is um, there is so many things in this life, in this world. When I was growing up, it didn't seemed like we had so many things that to be worried about. Um, but um, our parents may have been worried, I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like everything, people were so worried about stuff. They had situations, they had problems, they had uh, money problems, they had relationship problems, they had our children problems, all that kind of stuff was going on, but it just didn't seem like people were, were um, so bogged down in it that they could not continue to do whatever it was that God had called them to do. But these types of things uh, that they were going to going through was helping to push them into the arms of God. 
But this, now it doesn't seem like it is uh, these situations that uh, we as a people is getting bogged down with, is pushing us into the arms of God, but causing us to want to commit suicide, causing us to want to want to do the wrong thing and just give up on God. And so it is very important that we understand that God is not pleased with that. And we have some, um, we have some um, um, accountability uh, concerning uh, the things that we go through in life because some things you should not dwell on for a long period of time, especially when it's not of God. You just can't dwell on things that is not of God too long. You got to get your mindset back to to God. And so let us go into our scripture. It is um, um, uh, Romans, the ninth chapter, in verses one through three. Um, I'm just going to uh, go through them and explain and let you see uh, what is going on here. We see in these uh, three verses that Paul's grief, grief was over Israel. And we do understand that not only was people in Israel, but his brothers uh, in, in Israel. They were uh, his uh, blood, blood brothers was in Israel, and everybody that was in Israel was not Israelite. Uh, but Paul was grieved uh, concerning uh, them. And so the reason why I went through that first introduction is to help us to understand that we do grieve over things, but God wants to pull us out of these situations before our minds get too overpowered with grief. So Paul grieved over the over Israel. Now, who 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 is who is it? Who who is Paul? And and what 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 was Paul doing? Uh, who is he? And the scripture lets us know that Paul was an apostle. And as an apostle, I mean, someone out there tonight, uh, or maybe it's a during the day, whatever, where you are, uh, Paul, he he was an apostle. And so we know that apostles go and go places and set up churches and help churches to get themselves uh, right with God, and this is part of what um, uh, he was trying to do. And we see that Paul became very grief-oriented. Um, so Paul is an apostle, a person that was working for God to help God, help his people get back on track. And so that may be some of you. You are an apostle but you seem to find yourself all caught up in all types of grief and things going on with your family and things going on in your life that you cannot concentrate and do the things that you need to do. So we can use these these examples uh, that Paul was an apostle, but who 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 is he and what 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 he what uh so Paul he was an apostle and he was burdened. <laughs> Paul was burdened. He was burdened down. So uh, that that helps me to understand and to know that we as saved and born-again people can find ourselves bogged down and burdened down 
if we don't take up God, uh, God's um, uh, anointing, uh, take up his word, also pray to him, let the Holy Spirit begin to uh, minister to us, we can be uh, burning down. So here uh, uh, Paul was an apostle, and he was burdened, and he was burdened. And, and what was he burdened over? He was burdened over Israel's unbelief. He was burdened over the unbelief of people. How many of us uh, is bogged down because somebody is not born again? Because we got a household of children, we got a spouse, and they are not saved. And, and are we burdened down because of it? Because we need, uh, we want to make sure that our household is saved. And also, uh, it could be uh, in your own church, or maybe it's people on your job. Maybe you have a job and you see that there is so many people on your job that is not born again because, and so now you become grieved. So we see that Paul was an apostle and that he was burdened and he was burdened over Israel's unbelief, burdened over their unbelief. So here he was concerned about other people. So sometimes we can get overwhelmed by other people. Uh, so, therefore, we have to make sure that we are studying, that we are reading, that we are praying, that we are seeking the face of God at this day and time. As we use this word as an application for us, that we may be able to do the work of God, because if we're going to be burning down, then we can't do the work that we need to do. Times uh, the overwhelmingness can come upon us concerning being burdened down for people, burdened down for ourselves concerning certain things. So he was burdened, and he was burdened over Israel's uh, unbelief. Also, uh, uh, we have to make sure that once we uh, share the word of God with people, uh, it's not so much that you just let them go, but you got to share that word and you got to keep it moving. Unless uh, God is saying, stay and make sure. And if you are to stay and make sure, then now you've got to listen to God to see exactly what it is that God is telling you to do. So he was burning and burning over uh, Israel's unbelief and willing. Let's say willing. So he was willing. Willing to do what? Uh, when we use willing in this day and time, we can say um, he was willing to give up your 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 car for somebody. He was willing to give up your life for someone. He was willing to uh, give up your money uh, for, some, for, for someone. He was willing to uh, surrender unto God. Uh, he was willing to give up your own will uh, for the will of God. So we can use this as an application for us right now, this day, we can use this word of God. So he was over, um, uh, it was burdened over uh, Israel unbelief, and he was willing. He was willing. And, um, I, and I use this word willing so that we can use it for ourselves today, that what are we 
willing to do? What are we willing to not do? There are certain things that God has told us in the Word through the law uh, and through the Word. Uh, there are certain things that he's telling us to do, and there are some things that he's telling us not to do. What are you willing to do for God? Are you willing to minister the Word of God to uh, people that you come in contact with? Are you willing to go out into the community and share the Word? Are you willing to preach, to teach? If someone asks you to, are you willing to go to a church, uh, not your church, another church, and share uh, the Word of God? Are you willing to um, help someone along the way if you are able to uh, and not just put every every penny away for yourself? Are, are you willing? you got lots of money. <clears throat> you could help somebody, but you don't want to do it. Are you willing to? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to help out your neighbor if they're they're in need? Are you willing to give somebody a ride to church? Are you willing to uh, let them ride in your brand new car? Are you willing to do that? Is there certain things that we can think about? Uh, are we willing to do it? And are we willing to uh, share the word of God that somebody will be born again? Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to do that? Well, we see that Paul was willing. He was willing to suffer. He was willing to suffer. That's what Paul was willing to do. He was willing to suffer. And so when we look look at this willing to suffer, we can think about are we willing to suffer uh, uh, sickness? Um, are we willing to help those along that may be uh, sick and um, in bad health, or if we're in uh, bad health, are we willing to uh, suffer the consequences and still keep our mind on the Lord? Are we willing to really, really submit ourselves unto God no matter what? Or will we say, God, you have forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me? We know that Jesus said, Lord, when he was going to that cross, why? Have you forsaken me because he hadn't done anything and you sending me your only son down here to down the cross with these people that um, I haven't done anything to, but right away he said, not my will, but your will be done, Lord. So really, actually, things can come into our mind. <clears throat> but it's very important that we understand we got to pull things out of our mind really quickly. Uh, the weapons of our warfare is never carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of the strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that may try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every. That's where we get tripped up at. We can't bring every thought under subjection unto God, but God wants us to do just that. He wants us to bring every thought under subjection to him so that he will be able to handle it. See, the thing is, is that there are so many things that we can't handle. There are some things that is really, really out of our control mm-hmm. as far as um, making it happen. It's out of our control. Uh, I'm going to share with you in a minute uh, things out of our control, but yet still we can do something. And that thing can, something can happen, but it ain't going to be what God has told you mm. because you done stepped ahead of God. So the thing is, 
is for us to learn how to suffer the consequences that we are going through and learn in those situations because God is trying to teach you something in situations. But we don't want to hear what God is really trying to say. And we don't understand either that we be in grief because we want through that and we wonder, okay, God, why am I the, why is this, why is that, and all of that. You're in grief, concerning something. God is telling you that you need to do this, you need to do that, but you're going to put your own little spin on it because that's more comfortable for you is to do your little spin. You know, that's the way, that's the way we do things. We as a people, we want to, we want to put our little spin on stuff. We want to put our little spin on it. Yeah, yeah. God is saying, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get that bill paid. I'm going to get that bill paid. But somehow you see where you can uh, get the money from somewhere, and you you make a decision. I'm, I, well, I, I have the ability to get this money, and I'm going to pay this bill. He didn't say do it from that. He said do it from what I give you. For trying to help us to understand that God is saying to us, do what I tell you to do, and not from what you're, you done cooked up something that you can do. It also can deal with another area that we can understand so clearly is in marriages. A lot of times when we go through in marriages, we come to a place where we're having some problems or whatever. We don't really try to fix them. We agree. We agree. We agree just like Paul was grieving. Uh, but he's in a different perspective here, but he was grieving. And the thing is, what we'll do, we'll get a divorce. Uh, we'll leave our spouses and we'll go out and then we'll get with somebody else. And then they just screw up their life too. Because God had already told you what to do, but you ain't trying to do that. Whatever he done said to do, you're going to need to do it. And you're going to keep on doing what you're doing until you do what God said to do. That is, that's so easy to understand right there. But a lot of times we're going through hard times, we'd rather just do our own thing. And God will leave you right there just doing your own thing until you get so doggone miserable, until you, you, you know, you give in. That is what happens to us. We, 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 we get so miserable until then we, we may give, up, give, give in to God. But some people go over the deep end because of the fact that they are so grieved. They are so grieved, and on top of grief, and on top of grief, because everything that comes their way is going to be grief. Anything, somebody can say something to you is not even a, a bad word, but it sounds like a bad word because you're already walking in grief. So everything going to sound like a grieving moment. And I know it's hard to even think the way it is because we have we don't have the right spirit working in us to motivate us. No, we are walking in grief. And when we begin to walk in grief, then we start going to be thinking clearly. So here we see that Paul was an apostle. We also see that he was burdened because of the Israel and all of their sins. That's why he was burdened. 
Uh, he was burdened over Israel and all of their sin and unbelief. And then Paul was willing to give, willing to suffer for their sake. He was willing to suffer. But he, the suffering was eternal damnation to himself for the Israel's life, for Israel. Can you, can you think about that? That he was saying that he would suffer eternal damnation for himself in order that they may be saved if that would help them to get to know Christ and change. Now that he gone deep and told the deep end right there. So, uh, but in the scripture, it is just helping us to understand that he was so grieved concerning it until he was just saying, "Wow, I'd rather just give up my life that they might receive life." And that is that's that's kind of what Jesus did, but. Jesus wasn't going to suffer damnation, but the key was was uh, Paul was saying uh, that he was uh, willing to suffer eternal damnation for the Israel, for Israel, if it would help them to change and get to know who Christ is. And so we as a people of God, we have to make sure that we are suffering or grieving in the right perspective. And the only way for you to really know how to grieve in the right perspective is to know what the word is saying to you, know what God is saying to you. And um, you can't listen to every voice and you can't listen to every person that talks in your ear. Uh, You've got to be listening to God. Uh, A lot of people, we love to talk. And we love to hear ourselves talking. So, therefore, folks are trying to give you and pour, pour into you all kind of information. But you got to know who is speaking to us. And we cannot take on everything that somebody is trying to pour into us. So we got to make sure that we are doing the right thing, okay? Um, God's gift to Israel. And we can think about this that God has given uh, to us, they are a special nation. You think about your own self, just an individual here. I'm thinking about, I'm talking about me. I'm, a, I'm, I'm special to God. All right, you want to say you special to God. So um, you have been adopted by God. You've been adopted by God, uh, and you have God's uh, glory revealed to you. Your, his, your. God's glory has been revealed to you. And so uh, those of you that are out there in Radio Land, listen, God's glory has been revealed to you. Whether you think it has or not, it's been revealed to you. Uh, You have been given the covenant. We have the covenant. We have the covenant. Uh, We know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. Not only did he die, but he rose from the dead with all power in his hand. And, And we have, we have have life uh, if we receive him. We have eternal life. Um, And we have been given the law. So we know the law. We know what the law says. We know that we are to obey the law. We know that we should um, 
obey the laws of the land. We know that we should obey the law, but we are not under uh, the law. We're not under it, but we're supposed to obey the law, obey the law. Um, so God can bring us through some things that somebody may, may get real, real judgment on, and it may be another person that don't get as much judgment on it, but you're going to get judgment if you're doing the wrong thing. And we have the privilege of worshiping God. And that is an important um, uh, part for us because we do have the privilege to worship God. We can worship God in our homes. We can worship God in the streets. We can worship him in the church. We can even worship on our jobs. We can worship God. And we have uh, God has uh, given to us the promises that is in the word. We have those those promises that God has given to us, and we have godly ancestry. Um, uh, they are the people from which Christ came. Um, they are the people. We are the people uh, that Christ came for. Uh, Christ died on the cross that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That is the reason why. He died on the cross. Uh, so the thing is, is that we deal with grief, and what are you grieving over? Um, we looked at Paul, and Paul was grieving, um, and he, but he was grieving over souls. He was grieving over souls. He was grieving over the fact that people need to change, and uh, he was willing to give up his life. Um, that was a statement, not that he would do that. But that was a, 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 a scripture in in the words that he said this. Um, and then the other part uh, we talked about was God's gift uh, gift to Israel. And I just talked about it in the sense of we God has given us those gifts that we can walk in and uh, that we are adopted by God. It's, it's just we are adopted uh, by God. Uh, the last point that I want to make is uh, when God gives you a promise, you can count on it. Uh, when God gives you a promise, you can book it. You can, you can, you can just count on it. You can just, uh, just depend on it. You can believe it. You can have faith in it that if God said it, it is going to happen. So in the word of God, I want you to, um, at your leisure time, is to go to um, Romans, the ninth chapter, and read that entire chapter. And in there, you will see where uh, God had promised Sarah and Abraham that they would have a son. Uh, this is when we can come into a grieving uh, as well, so uh, that they would have a son. The thing is, is that Sarah and Abraham, um, they, they start... They, they didn't believe that they was, it was taking them a long time to get this baby. So, but God had promised that they would have a son. Uh, and that heir, uh, that chosen vessel, was, was going to be named uh, Isaac. But what happened is uh, Sarah uh, and uh, Abraham, they decided that they would find another way. That's why I'm saying that a lot of times, God is trying to tell us something. He's going to show us something. He's going to say what he needs to 
you know, shared it with us and what we have to do is walk it out, even though things don't look good, that great, but you've got to walk it out and you've got to wait on God. It's very important that we wait on God because we see that Sarah and Abraham, they they made up their mind what they was going to do. Now, they did produce another child uh, because the, the, the Sarah allowed him to go into a Hagar. And Hagar had uh, a child, and that child was called Ishmael. Now, the thing is, the grieving process kicks in because now you got Hagar with this, um, with this uh, Ishmael. Because God has said that Abraham and Sarah was the only one that could have that particular promise child. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, they was the only one. He couldn't go and get the promised child from another woman. Mm-hmm. He could not do that, even though he got another boy. But it wasn't the promised child, as it was the promised child. And so he was the, he was the chosen one for them. And so, but God, and just look at the big picture of God, and I'm, I'm at the end. Uh, the big picture of God is that God loves Ishmael as well as he loves Isaac. It's just that Ishmael was not going to get the things that Isaac was going to get because it wasn't that he was going to get it. Uh, so we got to make sure that we uh, understanding God and know who God is, but God provided. God provided for Isaac, and God provided for Ishmael as well. So uh, the thing is, is we want to make sure that we began to go to God when we are grieving processes, um, and he will help us to work it out. And then the other part of the grieving process, don't try to work it out yourself. Because when you make a decision, that's like having um, so went to the doctor, and they done gave you some type of drug, and then they tell you don't make any decisions uh, in the next 24 hours. But you decide to make some decisions. The next day, you don't even know what the decision was that you made. So it's kind of like that. You cannot be making decisions in stressful situations. Uh, when you're in grief, you cannot be making big decisions. The only thing you can do is wait on God. And the, the main thing is what did God say? What did he say? And then no matter what is going on, you've got to walk in what God is saying to you no matter what it looks like. And then we have to make sure that we are doing what God says to do. And sometimes we don't want to humble ourselves under the mighty power of God. So we got to learn how to do that, and we have to learn how uh, to keep this stress uh, and um, grief uh, that we we get in our lives. They're going to happen. So you got to be able to walk it out and not make drastic decisions in those times in your life. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. We got to really be careful when we grieve. And and grieving not necessarily means that you lost. Grieving is 
your earnest desire to see something fulfilled. Because Paul's desire was that Israel be saved. And so uh, a lot of times our desire is to make things happen. And, and, and we know that uh, we can plant, we can water, but God is the one who gives the increase. So, so, but God still wants us yeah. to have that yearning mm-hmm. and desire to see people saved. Mm-hmm. He don't want us to lose that. Mm-hmm. He wants to make sure that we have that desire mm-hmm. that all of Israel, Paul says, to be saved. And so uh, um, it, it, it's, uh, it's a burden when you feel like uh, uh, you wish there's something you could do. Mm-hmm. Paul went to the extreme saying, that he yeah, was, yeah, he's trying to do what Jesus did. Yeah. <laughs> he went to the extreme. Uh, but we, we thank God for, for this word tonight, and we pray Amen. that when you get his word, that uh, uh, God will allow you to, uh, uh, when you deal with stressful situations, that you know you have to depend on God. Depend on God. <clears throat> Because we're not strong enough, we're not big enough. Uh, but God is able, and we are smart enough. Amen. Showing us not smart enough. So we we thank God for this word tonight. So we want you um, uh, tonight. Um, we we gonna ask Pastor and uh, Bishop Ann to pray, and then we'll be. All right. We praise God, and we praise God. We we pray that that um, you you heard this word individually. Um, that you've heard this word. This word is not for somebody else. This word is for me. It's for you. Um, this word, is, you know, you've got to take this word. This is a word that is for you as an individual. Take this word uh, to yourself and begin to pray for yourself and be able to handle grief uh, when it comes your way. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we bless you and we honor you, God your name, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God, for Paul uh, being so concerned about the people, Lord God, hallelujah. So we thank you for that, Lord. So, Father, we are praying, Lord God, that we will continue to be be concerned about people and their well-being and their salvation. Lord, you give us the uh, know-how, give us the wisdom, give us the right words, uh, Lord, Lord God, to share with other people that they may be born again. And even if, if there are those, God, that um, need deliverance, Lord, that you will help us to be able to say the right words or just be in the right place and, and with the right attitude, may not need to say a word, but people just be able to see the love and see the joy and see see a smile and, and, and all of that. Sometimes, uh, Lord, we only have to just speak to somebody or tell them they look great or, um, whatever, and 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 they're they it'll make their day. And I just thank you, Lord God, and I just bless you, Lord God, that you will continue, Lord God, to speak to your people, Lord. And we are praying, Lord God, if you find one, Lord God, that hear this word, and they are not saved. I pray, Lord God, that you will send salvation into their hearts, oh God. I pray, Lord God, if you find one that is grieving, oh God, I pray, Lord God, that you will speak to them and help them to know to get into the Word, study the Word, to show themselves approved unto you. Workmen that need not be ashamed, but able to write and divide the Word of Truth, and that they will surrender and humble themselves unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. So we want you to tell your neighbor, tell your friends, every Saturday night at 8 p.m. to God, 917-388-4161. 
to the Turn on the Light broadcast. This is Bishop Ann and Stephen Butterfield. This is Ann and Stephen Butterfield. Have a good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.